Welcome to the Upper Class Podcast. Megan. Hi. And Kyler. Hello. And Connor. Yeah. Megan, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi, guys. Um, I am Megan. Um, I am the worship leader at Calvary Mac, and I help out with the upper class uh, youth group, and I am married to Pastor Bryant Ashton. Well, she's actually the only one who's never been on the podcast before, so welcome. That's true. Thank you for joining us. We needed to get at least one girl in, you know, that way there's not too much man energy on this thing, right? Yeah, that's true. Big fat. So, uh, Kyler, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Kyler. I am on the CMUC leadership team, and I occasionally run sound for worship. Sweet. And uh, Connor, you want Uh, to introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Connor, and I am on the CMUC leadership team. And I play the drums. Awesome. Well, uh, we're doing our very best to keep this show rolling, even though the whole entire world seems to be shutting down. We're actually not even allowed to be in the same place together. So uh, we're all recording from different areas. I know, Kyler, uh, you're in Dayton, and Connor is in Lafayette. And so uh, we're recording over Zoom. If the audio gets a little bit crazy there, I'm sorry, listeners. We're going to do our very best to keep it high quality, but uh, sometimes internet gets in the way of that. But anyways, thanks for joining us. Um, Just so you guys know, the reason why we have a podcast is because we can't meet together in a big group. So we want to make sure that we stay connected and uh, keep moving forward as a ministry. And uh, we, we know that God's going to continue to use the upper class ministry to impact people through this season. And one of the ways he's doing that is through the podcast. And so uh, the vision is that you'll listen to this podcast and then you can uh, call up a friend and talk about the questions at the end. Sound good? Yeah. You guys were muted or something, huh? You didn't sit, respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I'm responding. It sounds amazing. (laughs) Um, But the main thing that we know that God is teaching that people who go to Calvary Mac through this season is that home is your first church. Your relationship with God starts at home. Mm -hmm. Um, As a parent of the household, you're a pastor of your family. And uh, those of us who live without parents in the home, we need to double down in this time and make our relationship with God our own and uh, and really own our faith to have a self-sufficient faith during this season. One thing for the listener to be aware of is that this podcast is recorded a week in advance and a lot of things change every day, right guys? Yeah. Yeah. So we really have no idea what the world is like by the time people listen to this. But that being said, uh, it looks like we're going to be shut down for a little while longer. And with that, we have a lot of extra time on our hands. And that naturally translates into more TV. I was wondering what shows you guys are watching right now. I just finished <clears throat> last, well, the first week of quarantine, I finished watching Avatar The Last Airbender. So 
currently I'm watching nothing, just playing a lot of video games. Oh, video. Okay, here, it'll be a two-part question. First of all, I want to say Avatar The Last Airbender is an awesome show. <laughs> it is. It is very awesome. Uh, but also, uh, what games are you playing the most? I've been playing a lot of different games. So right now I'm playing Civilization Revolution, but I've played okay. Apex, Borderlands, Clash Royale. Hey, I hate to let you down, but I have played zero of those games. <laughs> what games have you played? Well, I mean, I don't have like a video game system or anything like that, but um, <laughs> I actually haven't played video games in a long time. When I used to play video games with my friends, we'd play like GTA and Halo and and Call of Duty and stuff like that, you know. <laughs> okay, yeah. I I played Halo, but not anymore. I used to play Halo all the time. Oh, you know what else used to be? I I'm pretty sure this game's still really popular. Is Minecraft? Oh yeah, I've played Minecraft this during quarantine. Okay, good, good. Did you build any sick houses? Yeah, that's what I'm working on right now. We have a server, <laughs> and I'm going to build a village. So on one screen, you have the Zoom meeting, and on the other screen, you're building a house in Minecraft. Yeah, that's what I'm doing when I'm not talking. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Connor, what shows are you into right now? How I Met Your Mother. Sweet. And I've also been watching Rick and Morty. <laughs> oh, well... Oh, we man. can't, in good conscience, recommend that one. No. <laughs> you don't have to do that. That's okay. fine. <laughs> are, are you a gamer, Connor? Sometimes. Usually, I play with my little brother. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Minecraft. Great one. Sweet. I also play, like, Forza Motorsport. Oh, I remember that game had, like, just came out when... There's a ton of them. There's so many. There's, like, eight. Yeah. Uh, isn't there one called Horizon? Yeah, Horizon is the best. That one had yeah. just come out when I used to play video games with my neighbor when I was younger. Yeah, I'm playing the fourth one, Horizon 4. Okay, okay, sweet. Hey, Megan, uh, what shows are we watching right now? Why don't you, why don't you share that? Well, we just finished uh, watching all of Psych. Psych, we just, it took us like two months. It took us a while. That's what my family is watching right now. Oh, yeah. really? <laughs> yeah. Just jumping around, though. They're not even doing it in, like, the order it's supposed to be. It's kind oh. of annoying. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, there's kind of a storyline to follow. <laughs> yeah. But, like, they watch something in, like, season three or season four, and then the next day they're watching, like, season one or season two, and I'm like, wait, oh. what's happening? <laughs> Man. Yeah. I, I just can't do that. <laughs> no, it's a good one. We really liked it, but now we're kind of like, I don't know. We don't know what to watch. Yeah, we just finished Psych. And uh, so we're kind of in limbo right now. And I was wondering if you guys had any recommendations for us or for other people. Of course, I have to recommend Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> of course. Because it's the best. <laughs> but also, I mean, Naruto, if you like anime. Naruto, huh? <laughs> Naruto. I've if I make one. fun of the name, then people won't know that I don't know how to say it for reals. <laughs> Well, um, maybe I'm sure that there's some listeners who would appreciate that recommendation. But uh, Connor, do you have anything for us? Rewatching The Office or Friends is my go-to. Oh yeah, you okay? So actually, I've never seen Friends. Have you seen Friends, Megan? 
Yeah, I haven't actually watched the whole thing, surprisingly, but my sister was like obsessed with it. She rewatches it all the time. And so I've it's seen a great like show. many episodes, but no, I've never watched it from start to finish. Huh. Yeah, I've I've never actually seen even one episode, but maybe really? that's what we'll have to watch. Maybe we'll watch oh Friends. Oh my gosh. But yeah. um I've seen the every single episode of The Office so many times. I own it. Physical copy DVD, the whole entire set of all the seasons. Yeah. <laughs> I love The Office. It's my favorite show of all time. How do you feel about Parks and Rec? <laughs> we were literally Bunny, you should ask. just talking about that because you know, like I want to watch it because it's like it's always kind of like, is it oh the office or parks and rec? You know, like they're considered kind of similar. Um same director. Yeah, but we haven't actually watched Parks and Rec and Bryant is pretty against it. Okay, so I've seen like three or four episodes and it really just doesn't ring my bell. <laughs> I wanna watch I, yeah. It's very different from The Office. Like, I can see how you can make the comparison, but they're definitely very different styles of shows. Yeah, well, that's good to know because I feel like everyone always talks about them like it's one or the other. I don't know. You can like them both. I don't think anything will ever be as good to me as The Office, though. I just, I just don't think so. Similar to The Office and Parks and Rec is also Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, yeah. that's another one that a lot of people have recommended. That would be a good one. We've seen episodes of it, and it's funny. Uh, I, I purposefully watched the crossover of New Girl and Brooklyn Nine-Nine because we really liked New Girl when we used to watch that. Yeah, Never seen New Girl. Neither have I. Yeah, when you guys are older, you should watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, but anyway, moving on, let's go ahead and get into our first topic of today. Thanks for those recommendations, guys. Barna made a podcast recently in order to keep up with um, everything going on with COVID-19. But first of all, uh, is everyone familiar with uh, who Barna is? No, I don't know who Barna is. No. Not really. Okay, great. So uh, Barna is this, I don't know exactly what to call them, research gr group firm. Uh, they're they're this, this uh, business, I guess, that does all this church research and church statistics surveys stuff like surveys that, right? um they, they have a huge gigantic sample group so it's really accurate information and and basically like anything you could want to know statistic wise about church whether it has to do with attendance um giving all these different things barna has done a study on it and they can give you the numbers uh i i'm pretty sure that they mostly do all their studies in the united states so it could be different in other countries but um, that doesn't really matter because we're in the United States, right, guys? Yep. Yep. The podcast that they made is called Church Pulse Weekly, and uh, you can find it on Spotify. I listened to some of it this morning. It's pretty, pretty good, interesting stuff. If you're curious about how uh, COVID nineteen has been affecting churches, there's a couple things that they brought up that I wanted to kind of talk about with you guys. This is a very fresh study that they just did. Is that uh, since churches went to online format because you know, we all have to now. Um, there's been a really big range in how church attendance has been affected. So first of all, almost half of the churches that reported on this study said that they had no way to track online attendance. That's a huge number of people to keep in mind that just don't even know 
uh, how many people are attending their online services. Mm -hmm. But of the, you know, other, there's a little bit more than half that uh, could report. They said that 27% of them said that attendance was down. And the other 26% said that church attendance was up, like considerably, like increased. And so I was wondering for you guys, how has online church affected your friends and family's attendance? I don't know much about my friends, but I know that my family gets together and watches it every Sunday morning. Okay, so they're still going to church. Mm -hmm. And then I've been listening to the podcasts that we have weekly. Cool. Yeah, the podcasts are a great tool. I know uh, for some people, you know, having like limited or no Wi-Fi can uh, actually, you know, be a big hindrance to this. Connor, I think you shared that's kind of what's going on with your family, right? Yeah, on Sunday mornings, the church won't really load for me, at least for Calvary. This last Sunday, my mom put on the um, Salem Alliance service just because that's her old church. Oh, okay, cool. So you guys were still getting some church. That's good. You know what? I was I was thinking about that too. So just to reiterate, 26% of churches who reported on this study said that attendance was higher. But that means that 70 per, 74% said that it was either lower or that they didn't even know. Just having conversations with different people, it was really interesting to hear some reactions the first gut when people heard there was only online church well a lot of them said i'm not going to go to church anymore then what is it i'm just i'm not going to go to online church and i was curious what do you guys think is the reason uh some christians are just so quick to give up church i think a part of it could be like it's inconvenient you have to kind of go out of your way to do something new to get it yeah and they just don't want to do it so they don't i think that could definitely have something to do with it what do you think megan well i feel like there's kind of with the whole coronavirus thing like there becomes expectations that oh i'm gonna be able to have all this more free time and so some people are kind of looking that as like a positive and then they don't want to give up their weekend you know suddenly they get in the mindset of like oh well now sunday is a free day and i get to sleep in and i get to even people that are still working right now during the week, then now it's like, oh, we don't have to go to church on Sundays. Oh, yeah. And so they just don't do it. Or maybe they feel awkward. Like, I mean, I think, honestly, if people aren't wanting to go to the church on Sundays, online church, it probably, I mean, it probably wasn't that real. Their relationship yeah. with God might not actually be that um, important to them. Or at least their relationship with God isn't to a point that they see Sunday mornings as a powerful experience where they get to experience God, their father in a corporate setting. And so it's easy for them to offload it because church is just something that they do because they're a Christian. And uh, it's not something that they value in their walk as much as, uh, you know, we would hope. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. And I think it could be the relationship because it isn't personal. They are held more accountable by the people who are at the church, like physically at the church. So when they yeah. go, it's kind of like an appearance, but you you also can't really tell at some points yourself if you're there as an appearance or there for God. Right. Yeah, that's something. Yeah, that's a great point to bring up. This is a question that we can ask ourselves a lot, you know? Yeah. Why am I here? Why am I doing this? 
you yeah. know? And, and if we're, I think if more people ask themselves that question more often, it might lead to heart change for a lot of people. Yeah. The more real the relationship with God will end up being. Connor, do you have any thoughts on that? Well, yeah, like it's uh, like Megan said, you're less accountable. Like people are holding you less accountable. The only person to hold you accountable to actually go is you. Yeah. So it's a lot harder for some people to commit. Yeah. Dude, yeah, that's such a great point. I mean, and that kind of leads back to the vision of why why we want you guys to call each other after you listen to this podcast is because that's some accountability right there. We just really want to provide some accountability that people are still in a semi-corporate way, you know, being challenged and growing closer to God together and not just uh, throwing it all out all of a sudden because there's no more physical church on Sunday mornings. Those are some great points, guys. Thanks. And then another thing that I think has to do with this goes back to our conversation in the very first episode of the Upperclassmen podcast, uh, when we talked about consumerism too, and people's mindsets in that regard. So it's kind of interesting that we keep going back to this sort of same style of conversation, especially when we're talking about owning your faith and being self-sufficient in your faith. I just full-heartedly believe that God is using this season as a time to teach people those things. And so yeah. it's really cool to hear everyone talking about that. He's God's kind of changing the environment. So it's not so consumeristic yeah. the way we are right now. It's a totally different environment than what we had before. Definitely. Yeah. So that, that affects how we live out our faith. Good. All right. Well, uh, that'll do it for topic number one. But moving on to topic number two, I wanted to touch up on some things that we talked about last week when we talked about Acts uh, chapter 2, verse 45 which talks about the believers in Jerusalem selling their belongings to pay for the other believers who were visiting Jerusalem and uh, didn't have any money or resources in the place they were in. I wanted to talk about us being the church in this time, just like they did in Acts chapter 2. Last week, we talked about how Calvary Mac is providing some opportunities for us to do that, connecting uh, church members together in a way to provide for each other and help each other not feel so isolated. So one thing we've got is the drive and drop where we are uh, safely and cleanly delivering groceries to people who are at high risk and uh, shouldn't leave their house. And then the other uh, thing that we're doing right now is uh, pen pals with people who live in retirement homes, retirement communities mm -hmm. in care homes, because those are the people who are at the highest risk those are the people who already feel left alone and isolated most of the time. But now that isolation has just been ramped up to level 10. And so we wanted to help uh, support all of that side of uh, the body of Christ. And uh, our very own Connor King did the drive and drop last week. Connor, how was that? I got to use a church credit card for one thing. So that was a very powerful moment. But um, it was it was actually really fun. I got to go to the grocery store and just grab food for someone. It was super easy. And it's if you can drive, it's a really great way to help someone else. You just follow the instructions that you're given and drop off the groceries at their house. And that's it. I mean, it's really convenient for everyone. Do you have any tips for someone who's thinking that they want to uh, help out in that way? Um, 
or any encouragement? Maybe like know the grocery store. Cause I know personally, I went to Safeway and I know Safeway super well, but I was like running back and forth trying to figure out where certain things were. So <laughs> like I spent like 20 minutes trying to find eggs and I ended up realizing they were out of dozens of eggs. Oh, wow. So I had to like find this. I don't know. It was weird, but yeah, know what you're looking for. And the other, yeah, the other thing is I was like pulling my phone out constantly trying to look at the grocery list, yeah. trying to figure out, wait, what am I getting? What am I, what am I looking for? Maybe organization okay. might be a good thing to have when you're doing that. So hot tips, Connor. Thanks, man. Um, but yeah, if, if anyone is interested in, in helping serve people in this way, I, I was also just thinking when you were talking about not being able to find the stuff at the grocery store, I mean, what's what's the whole vision behind the upperclassmen youth group? Because we want to prepare you guys for life after uh, graduating high school. <laughs> yeah. Now when you're doing your grocery shopping, you know right where to go when you're looking for <laughs> eggs, right? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that's really awesome though. Thank you so much, Connor, for stepping up and doing that and uh, yeah. helping helping that person out by just going grocery shopping for them. And mm-hmm. how long did the whole process take you? Like no more than two hours. I was just relaxing for almost the whole day. And then I just, oh, time to go get groceries. Went, got groceries, went back home. It, it was almost no time at all. And I bet you that if you wouldn't known where the stuff was in the grocery store, it probably would have taken even less time. <laughs> That's awesome, Connor. Thank you for doing that. And uh, on the pen pal side of things, I don't think any of us personally have signed up for this. But in the last week, we've had 33 people sign up to be pen pals with someone. And that's just so awesome how quickly everyone in the church came together and adopted this. And and, uh, I don't really know the whole details of how the logistics of all that worked out, but thank you everyone for doing that. Mm -hmm. There's still a few more. Uh, I know other people are interested in in writing letters to those uh, older people. And so if you uh, are interested in helping out with that, then get in contact uh, with us and we'd love to get you set off in the right direction. If you want to be the hands and feet of Jesus and serve people in their time of need, then go to calvarymac.com to find contact information for either Dan Bellows or Jessica Campbell, or just go to our Instagram page and direct message us at Calvary Mac Upper Class, and uh, we'll make sure to get you guys started on that journey. If you aren't already, make sure that you follow us on Instagram to stay updated on what we're doing to stay connected and be the church through this season, this this really weird new season. But we're still going to be meeting at 7 p.m. on Sunday nights. It just won't be at the church. It will be in very small groups over the internet in your very own homes. So remember that the church is your home. And uh, after you listen to the podcast together, FaceTime, call, Instagram, text, I don't care what it is, just get in contact with people and tell them to listen to the podcast and then talk about those questions at the end so that way we can stay connected through this time. Right now, we're on a season called Own Your Faith, and uh, we want to change the 70% dropout rate of Christians in their early 20s down to zero. I want to be able to call any of my students when they're 25 and hear that they're still involved with church and still in love with Jesus. And we think that by owning your faith, you're set off better to stay in the faith when you live on your own. In our effort to reach that goal, um, we craft all of our messages to try to equip people to own their faith. Our last message was the second part of, do you have the Holy Spirit? And in this week's message, we're moving on to a new topic. We're going to begin to talk about the spiritual disciplines. 
But before we get there, uh, we wanted some uplifting news because we're tired of hearing about the virus. So Megan, I think that you got this one for us, right? I do. Yes. Cute news about puppies and animals. (laughs) So Americans step up to help animal shelters by fostering pets during pandemic. So yeah, it's still kind of about coronavirus. I think something that I've heard actually people be pretty concerned about is like, well, what's happening if all these things are shutting down? What's happening to the animals in the in the shelters? So this is actually super cool that they're doing like a fostering program. And so that the pets can like go home with people during this time. So I thought that, so that was like pretty cool. So it's like a temporary adoption. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought everyone just decided they wanted pet dogs. Well, I mean, I'm sure some of them will probably, who knows, some of them will keep it. But yeah, no, it's fostering a dog. Well, that kind of destroys my uh, my dark conspiracy theory that everyone was just trying to be prepared for when all the grocery stores are out of meat. Ooh. <gasps> that's that's not, not That's not good. <laughs> oh my god why would you say that <laughs> i despise you as a person <laughs> man this was supposed to be an uplifting thing about yeah, yeah it's it's still uplifting because the puppies get to puppies are and... cute people, they have little homes for a little while and maybe I... the people will adopt them at the end like that'll be the the really beautiful uplifting news is when people actually adopt all of these animals of that these they're puppies. fostering yep. yeah because they have that bond with them now. Yeah. They can't let them go. That's right. I want a dog really bad, but my landlord hasn't allowed it yet. If I were to get a dog, I would get a brown lab and train it to be the world's best hunting dog. What about you guys? I have four dogs. Four? Yeah. I did Whoa. not know that about you, Kyler. I really had no idea. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> we have two old yellow labs out in the back. And then a miniature dachshund and uh, Australian Shepherd. So, oh my gosh, those are all dogs <laughs> that like I've wanted or like all yeah. in one bundle. When I, you know, get my own house and my own dog, I want it to be an Australian Shepherd. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, they're so beautiful. Yeah, I wanted an Australian Shepherd for a long time. We still will probably get one one day. We would still maybe get one, but Definitely. I don't know. I like dogs <laughs> that I can use for things like hunting. <laughs> maybe yeah. a lot of goats and sheep, then yeah, we, can we can use, use the Australian shepherd. shepherd. I don't know, but a German <laughs> Shepherd's pretty cool too. What about you, Connor? Personally, I have two already. I have a Boston Terrier and like a Pomeranian Chihuahua. <laughs> All right. So my next dog that I want to get is going to be big and useful. So <laughs> not a Chihuahua. <laughs> yeah, not a Chihuahua. I was thinking like an Alaskan Malamute. Oh, jeez. Or a Siberian Husky. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. Are you going to go live in the tundra? No. See, that's where my issue is, is because I want to move to like Arizona. Oh, okay. <laughs> but those kind of dogs would not survive in Arizona. Unless you shave you gotta guess. <laughs> that would take away the whole point. I've, I've that would be disgusting. <laughs> anyway, that'll do it for our uplifting news story of the week. And uh, please forgive me for all of my uh, dog talk, I guess. And <laughs> all of your depressing dog yeah. talk. Yeah, that was not right. <laughs> Uplifting news story, okay? No <laughs> one's eating dogs, all right? No. Jeez. All right, moving on to the message. As you know, we're talking about the spiritual disciplines today. And uh, so this is part one of that message. It's probably going to be uh, maybe three parts of a message, but uh, I just wanted to get people thinking about this stuff. I come from a place where uh, I learned most of what I know about the spiritual disciplines from 
two things. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, the word, the scripture has some encouraging things, especially the Psalms. Um, but excluding the Bible, uh, I learned most of what I know today about the spiritual disciplines from two things a book called Celebration of Discipline by Richard Foster and also by practicing them. I recommend that book all the time uh, because it, it's, uh, it definitely played a big role in my life and my relationship with God uh, when I was at a very moldable time in my faith. When I was 19 years old, I went to Chile for a month to help my friend Lane, who was planting a church during, during a two-year missions trip. The couple that was hosting the missionary team and the house that we lived at, they gave me this book to read while I was there. And uh, the book really opened my eyes to a whole new level of practicing my faith. I learned so much about fasting, prayer, meditation, study, all those things that I either had no experience with or I did them without understanding the full uh, reality and the weight that those things carried on my relationship with God. So that answers uh, the first question of today's topic, which is what are the spiritual disciplines? I just listed a few. Uh, obviously, prayer, meditation, fasting, study. Uh, and Foster says that those are the uh, inward dis disciplines, which we're going to talk about today. In fact, Foster breaks up the disciplines into three sections. We've got the inward disciplines, the outward disciplines, and the corporate disciplines. So the inward ones, like I said, are fasting, meditation, study, prayer. Uh, the outward disciplines are simplicity, solitude, submission, service. Um, and then last, the corporate disciplines are confession, worship, guidance, and then my favorite, celebration. Can't wait to talk about that one with you guys. Um, Kyler, you've been reading this book. How far have you gotten? I've read the first four chapters, which makes up the inward disciplines. So meditation, prayer, fasting, and study. Perfect. Man, uh, what has been your favorite discipline to read about so far? So I actually have two that kind of go hand in hand. I mean, they all go hand in hand. It's the disciplines that draw us closer to God. But uh -huh. uh, prayer and meditation have been my favorite ones to read about just because they're so different than what I thought that they were going to be like. What, what did you think of Foster's point of view on both of those? I thought that it was, <clears throat> it was really unique. Like the perspective that he brings to it, it made me see prayer and meditation in a different way. Like for meditation, it was, there were like three different ways to meditate and each of them had a different meaning, but it was all just like listening to God's voice and trying to find it. He also drew his perspectives from teachers that weren't just the Bible. Like he'd go and talk to people who were masters of meditation or looked at different religions and explained what they were doing right, but also how they were different and wrong from what we should be doing. So it was just a bunch of different perspectives that led to the what's in the book. Awesome. So I, I've got another question that's kind of out of left field. You might not be prepared for this, but that's all right. Um, how has learning about these disciplines helped you own your faith? I think <clears throat> it helped me own my faith because I pray differently than I did before. Uh, that chapter showed me kind of like how to pray and that it was okay to use your imagination when praying. That was one of the 
one of the, the big points is that you can imagine what God's will is and like help use that to help paint the picture of what your prayer is. And when you pray, if you're praying God's will, then it will happen because it's his will. Yeah, that's good. Um, I love it, man. Good job answering that on the spot with Kyler's answers there. The reason why we're talking about the spiritual disciplines is because we believe that it is a hugely important part of owning your faith is practicing your own faith on your own. Um, For some people, and that's another reason why this season has been hard for certain people in their faith, is they only practice their faith in a corporate way on Sunday mornings. And then it's like they go home when they're not at the church, they're no longer uh, practicing their faith. And so we hope that by internalizing the spiritual disciplines and doing them on your own, you can begin to own your faith on a whole new level than what you've ever experienced before. When I read uh, that book, it was a time in my life when God was working in a huge way. By the end of the book, I was fired up and excited to grow closer to God by practicing the disciplines. And my goal is that by the end of this sentence, you will be too. Did it work? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Okay. How about this? By the end of this podcast, you will be fired up and ready to practice the disciplines. At least try them out to see how they can really take your faith to the next level. First thing we're going to do though is take a moment to think about how enslaved you are to your habits. Going to bed late, eating too much, watching too much TV. Many people are addicted to porn or they drink too much alcohol. There's all these different things that people are struggling with and they're enslaved to their habits. All the things I just listed and many more, they're habits that enslave us, but we have hope. Because in scripture, we're promised that God frees us from our slavery to sin. I'm going to look at John 8.36. It says this, So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. And I love in 1 Peter uh, chapter 2, verse 16, uh, I love what it says about our relationship to this freedom. It says, Live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as slaves to God. And when I hear that, live as slaves to God, it, it makes me think of an active faith. We're living in a certain way as a slave. You do labor for someone. So we labor for God. We labor for Christ because of the freedom he's given us. We are free to choose to be slaves to God. Does that make sense a little bit? Um, so that, to me, has a lot to do with the spiritual disciplines and uh, being obedient to God and what he has for us and doing what God wants us to do. We all want to hear from God and be used by God. But how do we get there? How do we surrender ourselves to him and his will for us? I think a big part of that is by practicing the spiritual disciplines. Going back to our, our habits, our bad habits I was talking about earlier, our minds get dirty so fast. We pick up bad habits so quickly, but the only thing that cleanses our minds is God. So by practicing the spiritual disciplines, our minds are cleansed from the dirty residue left over from our habits, and we can see more clearly who God is and hear from him like we never have before. 
the seasons in my life where I am diligent about prayer and study are 10 times as fruitful for the gospel as the times of when I'm not serious about it. So if there's any reason that you should practice the spiritual disciplines, it's to purify your mind and be productive in your faith. Do you guys agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. The first discipline I want to talk about is prayer. Like what Kyler mentioned, we're actually going to talk about the two disciplines that Kyler already mentioned, uh, which is really awesome. But the first discipline I want to talk about is prayer because it's it's uh, covered a lot in other sermons and messages that you guys will hear. And so you've probably already developed an opinion on this. I wanted to ask all of you, what do you do to have a healthy prayer life? Or what have you done to have a healthy prayer life? Well, I think just being um, intentional. And I think it's helped m- me to really, I mean, God, Jesus, um, the Holy Spirit, they are, um, they're real and they're personal. And to think about it like, like a friend, you know, like if you want to know your friend better, you need to spend time with them. You want to, uh, you know, grow closer, have like a stronger bond. Um, then you need to set aside time and be intentional with that person. And so, um, it's the same with God and same with prayer. So like for me, something I need to do in order to have a healthy prayer life is to set aside. I mean, I think to really set aside a separate time to really grow that relationship and to, to like quiet, quiet my heart and my mind to hear, um, what God has to say. Um, because yeah, I can talk to, you know, like we text our friends all day long or whatever, like I can send up little prayers all day long, but it is really important. I think to set aside time to really talk and hear, hear from God. It's like a a different kind of prayer time than petition for something, even though we're always doing that when we're praying, but I, I get what you're saying there. Um, Hey, Kyler, uh, what do you do? Uh, or at least even after you've read this book. Uh, how did your prayer life change and uh, how, how do you personally take ownership of your own prayer life? Mm, I would say uh, along with setting aside the time, like Megan said, setting aside time for a deeper prayer time is uh, listening, listening for the answers to your prayer or listening for God's voice, even if it isn't answering your prayer and it's just guiding you but listening because it's not just a one-way conversation. You're not just asking and asking and asking or telling and telling and telling. You also have to listen for the response. Uh, Connor, what it, what about you? I know I have to personally work on this where it's like I have to set aside time to do it. And then I also have to listen because I know in the past, a lot of my conversations with God have been pretty one-sided. And I didn't listen very well. Wow. That's a very transparent. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, The reason I talked about the meditation and prayer being like similar was because with prayer, you also have to listen to God's voice. And that's where I feel meditation comes in. So you can do those in tandem as well as separate. Awesome, guys. Thank you for sharing all that. Here's my perspective on prayer and why I honestly do believe that prayer is a the most foundational of all the spiritual disciplines, at least when it comes to trying to build on your personal relationship with God. 
is if the spiritual disciplines are spokes on a wheel, then prayer is the hub because it is the beginning of all of the other disciplines. Prayer brings change starting in your own heart. And then prayer also brings change in the physical world outside of yourself. Here's the thing. Every move of the spirit begins with prayer and nothing happens without prayer. Uh, for those of you who are going to be leaders of the faith, um, and just so you know, that's all of you, I will always say this. You can't take someone somewhere that you have never been before. And uh, because prayer is the beginning of all the discipl disciplines, if you want to live out your relationship with God in a real and personal way, begin with prayer. And the internal transformation that happens in your heart will be used by God to impact others in your life. Isn't that inspiring? Yeah, it is. I, I think it's such a big challenge for us to realize that as, as Jesus followers, we are the salt and light of the world. And God is going to use us to influence others in our life. And uh, we need to be diligent about remembering that and pray. We need to be prayerful people because nothing happens without prayer. Do what Connor, Kyler, and Megan said and begin to build a habit of prayer in your life. The next spiritual discipline that I wanted to cover is one that Kyler's brought up a couple times is meditation. And uh, Kyler talked about uh, one form of meditation, which is listening. Um, I'm going to talk about a little bit different view of meditation. But like I said, I, I really recommend everyone read Celebration of Discipline or at least the section on uh, meditation and prayer to have a better understanding of all this stuff than what we can talk about in a, in a podcast. But we're going to meditate right here and right now. So wherever you are listening, here's what I want you to do. I want you to close your eyes unless you're driving and just sit in silence with no music and no distraction. Just sit right now and think about God. That's all you're allowed to do is just think about God. You just meditated. To meditate on God is to devote time and then sit or stand in silence and think about him. This can be a really powerful experience. You can meditate on scripture. You can meditate on specific things about God. You can meditate on the Holy Spirit. Or you can just meditate on God in general and just sit there and think about him. In my experience, God has taught me things about him. By doing this, I had the upperclassmen students do this uh, before our first message on the Holy Spirit. And I said, I want you guys to sit in silence and close your eyes and just think about Holy Spirit. At the end of that time, it was only five minutes. And sitting there, some of the students said it only felt like a minute <laughs> because we begin to learn things about God. And, and internalize the things that we've learned about him before when we sit and we meditate on him. So like I said, 
in my experience, God has taught me things about him when, uh, when you do this. Meditation isn't just sitting cross-legged and humming. Uh, that's brainless and stupid, honestly. Meditation isn't emptying yourself of all thought and identity. This is also brainless. We're not supposed to be shells of nothing but flesh. Meditation for Christians is the opposite. It's being filled with the knowledge of God by taking time to be silent before him, to think about him, to receive from him and what he's saying, to be cleansed by him. Uh, do you guys have anything more to add to that? Yeah, well, I think um, we all said earlier and what Kyler said, just meditation and prayer do go hand, hand in hand. And as we just sit and we think about him and things come up, like God begins to bring things up um, for us to pray about or and, and also just like teaching us about him. And so, yeah, those are two uh, really awesome, awesome ways to grow closer to God. Great. So remember, guys, have a hunger for the spirit. Have a hunger for God to move in your life. Ask him to purify your mind by devoting yourself to the spiritual disciplines. I want everyone who listens to this episode to begin a daily rhythm of prayer in their life if they haven't already. And if you've done it before, I want you to reignite the passion for prayer in your life. And remember to be quiet and have a time to just sit and think about God. Just sit and listen to God with no music. Don't even put on some Worship Without Words album because you're distracting yourself when you do that. Just be silent. Sit in silence and think about God. Um, there's a lot about him that he wants to teach you. I think another thing to go along with meditation is to not write anything down while you're meditating. You can just wait until after to interrupt your meditation. That's a great point. I love that. Um, Kyler, do you have any more uh, practical tips about meditation that you remember from the book or just that you from doing it on your own? I don't really remember any from the book because it was a long time ago, but when I did it after reading that chapter, when I meditated, one of the things was my mind was full of like things that kept me from God. So I think just listening to those and then like praying that God will take them from you, it helped me enter his presence. That's huge, man. I love that. Thank you for sharing that, man. Awesome. Well, um, it's question time. So here are this week's questions. You can find them on the upper class Instagram or on the upper class blog, which we'll have up and running very soon. But the first question is, who in your life can you ask to check in with you daily to remind you to set aside time for prayer? What habits are you enslaved to? When will you set aside time to practice the spiritual disciplines? How could you study the concept of prayer and meditation? What spiritual disciplines do you already practice and what do you want to grow in? Like I said, you can find these questions on the upper class blog and Instagram, but now it's time for some closing thoughts. Kyler, do you have any closing thoughts? Uh, I do have a few closing thoughts. The first one is uh, I suggest that everyone read Celebration of Discipline because it's a it's a good book for getting perspectives on, I don't know, things that you hear about, but you're like, oh, that's not for me. Like <clears throat> fasting is a pretty crazy one, you know, like it's just a good thing to learn about. And the book does what, a good job of teaching you. 
I also challenge people to pray and meditate this week because we have all this time with being quarantined at our houses. So we can just set aside some time to pray and meditate. And then the last thing is to sign up for a remind, a text remind. Uh, there you go. Yeah. So text the at symbol. So at Mac Upper to 81010. And then you'll get some text reminds with the information that we have in this podcast, as well as other stuff. Could you say that one more time? Text at Mac Upper to 81010. Great. That's awesome. And then uh, we can keep you guys updated uh, with everything going on with the upperclassmen group. Thanks, Kyler. Connor, what are your uh, closing thoughts or ideas? Pretty much the same as Kyler's. I would like to challenge everyone, including myself, to set aside some time for prayer and meditation. That's awesome, man. That's great. All right. And uh, my closing thought is I just want to remind everyone that home is your first church. And so, uh, and we're in this season of not meeting physically in a group. We're still the church. We're still the body of Christ. And uh, so remember to uh, practice these things at home. Join us on Sunday mornings in the live stream. Join us on the radio at uh, 93.5 FM. And we hope to see you guys around. Bye. See ya.